This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Welcome. Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. Listen, let's get right into it, huh? Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You think I'm going to get right into it? We're going to recap UFC this past weekend. I think UFC Vegas 8. Preview the Contender Series, which I'm actually really excited about tomorrow night. I haven't done one this early. Usually, I I do the recap show after the Contender Series. This time, I get to preview it a little bit. Um, Yeah, and that's that's it, man. That's it. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to talk about. A good old, good old-fashioned MMA talk about, okay? A little talk about. Um, Well, I got, you know, listen, I, it's so hard for me to, you know, listen, there's a lot of things going on in the world, right? Um, the Jacob Blake situation, the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse situation in Wisconsin, um, just the Black Lives, uh, Black Lives Matter movement in general with the cops. And, you know, it's, I, you know, I have a little bit of a platform. I don't have this huge following that, you know, I need to, people need to be, hear my opinion on anything, right? And really, I, I'm not that informed, right? So I don't like giving my opinion on things I'm not informed. I usually like to hear all sides, I, I take the information in of what everyone's saying, and then I form my own opinion. I'm not one of those people that forms his opinion really quick and has to go say it, and everyone has to know my opinion. I wait for information to come out. I obviously have my take on it. Things change a little bit. The thing I know about me, guys, is I'm, I'm very open-minded, right? The troubling thing to me in this day and age is everything's left or right. Everything's political, um, and I hate that, right? I My best friend, my really good friend is a bleeding heart liberal. And I come from a very conservative family. I am not conservative. I don't think I'm a liberal either, but he's a bleeding heart liberal liberal and my family and him get along great. You know, my family comes from Catholic conservatives, Christian conservatives, and you know, he's an amazing person. So I can't even imagine them not liking him just because of political beliefs and vice versa. You know, people really shut down on people for the political beliefs. I just think we need to get away from the political aspect of everything and go straight from just being a human being, having some compassion, having some empathy. Um, what happened to Jacob Blake was absolutely horrible. No matter what he did, done, whatever, if he wasn't wielding a gun or was attempting to murder somebody, he shouldn't have been shot seven times. That's my opinion on it. Obviously, I don't know if he was reaching for a knife. There's all these things coming out. Who, who knows? Um, but obviously, there's a there's something going on in the world right now where black people are being targeted and I can't speak on it because I'm not a black male. I, I'm not a black man. I'll never know what it's like to be a black man. I grew up in a white neighborhood, white suburbia. I had very little, I had maybe one black girl that went to my school, right? Very good friends of her. I, I, I you know, I can't speak on the culture cause I'm not from the culture and, and a white guy's opinion on it, a white straight male's opinion on it might not, uh, might not be the most important thing right now. I can keep my opinions to myself. That's not what Facebook's for me. Tell you what, pe- fucking people from high school are fighting it out. You know, Facebook's just high school people, right? A couple people from work here and there, but mainly people you went to high school with. And people are blocking people. People are saying, I'm never talking to you again. It is crazy. I just, I hate the divide that's going on in the world. And regardless of how you see it, and regardless of how someone else sees it, it's important to keep an open mind and just be a compassionate human being. Put the religion aside. Put the um, pol- politics aside. Just be a human being for just a second and feel like how you would feel if that happened to you or it happened to your family member, or your brother, your sister, whatever. Um, I feel like people are so 
eager to pick a side and say, ha ha, I was right. No, ha ha, I was right. And there's this divide right now that everything's becoming politicized. And I'm sure it was like that back in the day. Um, I know my uncle is, is a, is a, is a liberal and my grandfather was a conservative and they used to argue all the time, but they used to argue about taxes and policy. Um, this is obviously pre social media, social media puts all these things under a microscope. Now anybody can make a meme and share it and it could be false, right? And you just don't know what's true. But the, the problem is, is no one's respecting anybody else's opinion, right? Um, I was always raised, treat everyone equal, right? And be kind to everybody. Now, obviously, I, I don't see race, color, whatever. If you're a black guy, I like you. You're a white guy, I like you. White guys are dicks. Black guys are dicks. Transgender people are dicks. Everyone can be an asshole, okay? So it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Everyone can be a criminal. Everyone can be a bad person. So color doesn't matter. I was always told to treat people with kindness. Treat the way you want to be treated, right? So if someone's an asshole to me, no matter what gender, what race they are, I'm going to give it back to you, no matter what. Um, but if you treat me with kindness, I'm going to treat you with kindness. You know, that's that's what I was brought up on. So I feel like I need to talk about it a little bit, even though that was kind of rambling. I don't, it's hard for me to talk about such social issues because, again, I'm not the most informed person. I kind of live in my own little world where it's MMA, it's sports, it's my wife, it's my kids, it's my work, it's whatever. I get very preoccupied. Obviously, I need to deep dive deeper into things and obviously I see stuff on Facebook and the news and it's hard to ignore and I don't ignore it I do read I do try to figure out what's going on here and like I said I, I take in people's opinions everyone has a different opinion but if you think I'm gonna not like somebody or have a relationship with somebody and all of a sudden they differ from me uh and then just all of a sudden that friendship or relationship's gone that's that's insane to me that is crazy I'm open-minded and I have learned more in the past five years because I've been more open-minded, not closed off. And I learn things. I think people are so afraid to change their opinion that they're so dead set fast on their opinion that they're not willing to change. You got to hear all sides of the story. You got to hear both sides of the argument and form your own opinion. You know, I'm not shy to share my own opinion, but also I really don't feel like my opinion needs to be put on Facebook. Definitely not an MMA podcast, right? I'm not a believer in stick to sports. Don't talk about politics. When you're LeBron James, when you're these huge NBA superstars, or not even just NBA superstars, any superstar, I think it's important to, if you have that platform, you have an ear, it's good to let people know where you stand. I, I don't believe in the stick to sports thing. I think that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Um, because, you know, it's it, it, it go everyone's a human being and everyone should have an opinion on it. Me, I have an opinion on it, but again, I, I'm nobody to be putting anything out there. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get in the mud and fight with people on Facebook and be like, and be a well actually guy. I'm not gonna do it on Twitter. The only time you're gonna fight me on Twitter if if you come at me personally just about MMA stuff. If you disagree with my MMA opinion, let's have a discussion about it. I think people forget that discussions without cursing and blocking people and saying you're a fucking idiot. I I think people don't think those exist anymore, and they do. Um, I'm, you know, if I put out something on Facebook and someone disagrees with me, then I'm going to be like, okay, well tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm never, I'm not dead sat, uh, fast on my take, but here, tell me why I'm wrong. And, uh, I just feel like people just need to be a little more civil to each other and just be compassionate human beings and quit judging people because of what they believe in. Like, that's like almost judging, you know, if you're on, if you're going to vote for Trump, but you don't like everything Trump does, but you're going to vote for Trump or you're going to vote for Biden. Those p two people should not dislike each other. I think that's silly. That's almost like disliking somebody because of their religion, right? Like, oh, you're a Catholic. I'm a Christian. Christians are better than Catholics or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not a religious person, but 
I just think it's super, super silly and dumb. And I think we need to go back to being humans and, you know, living a life and treating people better. And um, obviously that is what we need to do. It's very generalized and it's not the most um, probably profound statement in the world. But I mean, I think a lot of people can listen to that right now. I think a lot of people are just so dead set on getting their opinion out there that they're not willing to hear uh, anybody else's opinion. And I think that's silly. And this is coming from a guy who is I, I would say I'm opinionated. Uh, I don't need to share my opinion all that much. I'm opinionated on things that I, I know about. Like, so MMA, I'm very opinionated because I'm an expert at this shit, right? I watch everything. I have a memory like an elephant. I can remember shit. But when it comes to like, like when my wife asked me like, what color should I paint my salon? I, I have no opinion on it. You know what I mean? And when, when it comes to political stuff or or even, you know, social justice stuff or being a human, I have an opinion on it, but it's such a hot button topic that's like, do I really want to, like, I don't think people need to hear this. I can keep this to myself. I can have my opinion to myself. You know what I mean? So I think more people need to do that. Um, I don't mind people speaking up and, and really putting their opinion out there. That's what things are for, freedom of speech, everything like that. But if you're going to do that, have a civil conversation when someone's like, well, I disagree with you. Don't be like, well, you're a fucking man, man, man. It's just, it's silly. I didn't really want to start the show with that. I'm in a good mood. I'm fired up, right? I'm playing Fall Guys. You guys play Fall Guys? This fucking game, dude. It's the stupidest thing in the world. You're this little egg-looking guy, and you race through these obstacle courses, and you try to finish within us, you know what I mean? And me and my buddy have been playing it. And uh, it's it's free. So if you get it on, if you have PlayStation, Xbox, whatever, Notorious BP on PlayStation, uh, hit me up. But uh, it's just absolutely just ridiculous, this game. It's so simple. It's so stupid. But, yet yeah, it's so infuriating. And I'm, I played that last night. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's about what. I get my car. I'm getting my, uh, my truck. I almost said car. I'm not a car guy anymore, guys. I'm a truck guy. Friday, I got to go after work. I'm getting a... Uh, a new like touchscreen head unit put in for uh for the old bad boy Apple CarPlay, all that stuff. You know, I'm a tech guy. I gotta get the tech stuff. Um, and then other than that, I gotta wait for the fucking city, state, whatever to send me a goddamn uh little title thing so I can get my te- plates. You know, I got fake plates on right now, the paper plates, whatever the fuck. Um, I it bothers me. Why does that bother me? Like, just let me get my plates. Right, like, why couldn't I just transfer my old plates over? Like they said, I couldn't do that. Like, I'm like, all right, so I got to pay sixteen dollars for this paper thing, right? Because I got my car in Indiana. They don't, they don't do paper plates over there. The dealership usually gives them to you. I had to go to the BMB. It's the BMB in Ohio, not the DMB. The BMB. I had to go up there, wait in a fucking giant line, and I had to pay sixteen bucks for this. Right? They gave me forty five days instead of thirty because you know, obviously, everything's getting pushed back with COVID and whatnot. And then I'm gonna have to go back up there. I'm going to get registration for it and a plate, and that's going to be like fucking 40, you know, well, more than that. It's going to be like 60, 70 bucks. Uh, just give me a fucking plate when I get there. They're sitting right back there. What's the big deal? So it just bothers me. I don't fucking know why. I just like, give, let me, let me just, it's it's a wrap, right? I'm, I'm My first payment's coming up. I got the fucking car, truck, God damn it, truck, and it's mine. Let me just have it. Fuck off, Okay. That's really it. That's all going in my life. I got uh, I got work this week, work today. Everything's going good. Everything's going good on Brian's front. Baby's due in November. Wife has the uh, the dreaded, if you are a married man with children, you know women freak out about the glucose test. She has a glucose test this week, and she's got to prep for it. I think she might be taking it tomorrow, getting results Thursday. Um, 
But yeah, so she's uh, a little nervous about that. Other than that, everything's going well. Everything is going well. I'm doing this before I eat dinner. Usually I do it after dinner and I'm fucking bloated. I'm doing it before I eat dinner. Uh, Get a little pep in my step. Hopefully you guys like that video I put up, by the way. Before I forget, I put it up on YouTube. MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. MMA Takes Podcast on IG. I put it on IG as well. Cool little app, right? It was this uh, beta company I reached out to. And I said, I would love to be one of the first testers of this app, right? I'm, you know, I have a huge following, but I, you know, I like to make videos and stuff. I think this will really go well. It's a presenter tool, but you can obviously use it for what I did. Thought it turned out pretty well. Obviously the, the me being a little choppy, I need to get a green screen. I don't know if I'm going to go full green screen or not. Like, right. If I don't know if I'm going to do that, if I can, if you guys could just put up with the choppiness, let me know. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool doing that. That app is smooth, flawless, and it's in beta right now. So I can't even imagine when it actually get released how good it's going to be so i should probably tell you what it is but i don't want people to take it because i feel like not a lot of people have videos like that i think it's pretty cool so maybe man, you know what if you hit me up privately i'll tell you but i'm not going to give them a shout out because they're not paying me all right august 29th we had some fights the one fight everyone won and i in versus kutalaba got canceled um that was a big bummer i put um i don't understand why fights get canceled the day of Right, like I can see the wet uh, weigh-in days. These guys get tested three or four times a week. They have to pass these tests throughout the week. Kutalaba had COVID before, uh, not that long ago, a couple weeks ago. Does he still have it? Did he get it again? Like, what's going on? I gotta imagine he passed multiple tests and then failed the one the day of the weigh-ins or, or the day of the fight or whatever happens. Right? I have to imagine it happens. It could have been probably a false positive. They're going to play it on the safe side. I don't know. I just drives me nuts when fights like COVID fall out the day of. Fight day, There should all the tests should be back. We should know who's fighting. I was in Indiana. I made a lot of plays on Ankalaya. I had them three different ways. By the time I got home from Indiana, it's like a 20-minute drive, whatever. I could have drove back, but fuck off. Um, Devin texted me and said, Ankalaya, Kutalaba off, Kutalaba killed it. And I said, motherfucker. I was very confident in that fight. He was my lock of the night was uh, Kutalaba. Excuse me. Fuck Kutalaba was Ankalaev. I really like Ankalaev. I think he's I think he's really good. I think he would have won that fight. But Caceres had a, his fight got switched. He fought Austin Springer. I did not get an official pick on that. I did pick, obviously, Caceres. I should have tweeted it out. I, my apologies. Austin Springer's a, a joke. We'll go over that. First fight of the night was Sean Brady versus Christian Aguilera. Really good fight. Aguilera, um, listen, Brady was a guy that I... You heard a lot about before he came in the UFC. He was supposed to fight Chris Curtis. Shout out Chris Curtis. So he was supposed to fight multiple times. He was kind of the up-and-coming guy in Philly, right? And he still is. Right? He's still an up-and-coming for sure. Made it to UFC. Just felt like he needed to be a little more active. Well, I feel like he's being a little more active now. And Aguilar is a big, big puncher. And uh, they trade it. And, and Brady's really good on the ground. Really good wrestler. And um, But trade it with Aguilar for a little bit. Show off to stand up a little bit. His boxing's tight. Uh, I don't feel like he has overwhelming power, but he's definitely was sharper than Aguilera. Land the straighter punches. Aguilera kind of kind of throws a little wide. Minute got to the ground, though, you could tell that Brady leaps and bounds better than Aguilera. Then he wrapped up that one arm guillotine, sick tight. Paul Felder was freaking out. It's like I've been in that. I fucking know. Um, when I rolled jujitsu, let me tell you a little story about that. Uh, I wanted a killer guillotine, right? Because I wasn't a wrestler, so I figured I need to fucking. Uh, I need to get a killer guillotine. I just need one because if someone shoots on me, I want to fucking just dust some Poirier guillotine him, even though he doesn't get him half the time. That's what I want to do, right? I don't want to fucking really work for defend fucking, uh, I said fuck like 18. I don't really want to work to defend a takedown because it wastes a lot of energy and I'm not a good wrestler. 
So when someone shoots on me, I want to be able to snatch up the neck. So I, I practiced forever getting that. And I literally nailed it like one or two times. I think probably twice. But the one time that I'm thinking of, the guy rolled. He's a really good wrestler. He's my size. Um, like He wrestled in high school, maybe Juco college. Shot in, got it deep, no arm in, right? It was just straight neck. He's flopping all over the place. I ended up in mount and like lean back. And everyone's like, take your arm off, take your arm off. So I took my arm off and I leaned back with the one arm. And he's just fine. I mean, he said it was, his, I mean, tight. That felt so good. So Sean Brady obviously has a killer guillotine. Don't know why I had to interject my story in there. I just wanted to tell you guys, you know, I used to train, no big deal. <laughs> I put a couple people out before, you know what I mean? But no, I didn't have a killer guillotine. I wanted one, though. It wasn't there, but I did hit that one, which was uh, pretty sweet. All right, Emily Whitmire versus Pollyanna Viana. I know the 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 main card kind of jumped around a little bit. I believe Cyphers was the first fight. We're just going to read it off my card. I went 6-4 and four in the night on my picks. Did pretty good betting. We'll get to the betting lines of all the fights I bet it. I actually did have Sean Brady, so I already fucked up. I had Sean Brady. I did a chalky, 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 chalky parlay which i haven't done in a while i went all chalk in a four fight parlay it was brady and Kalayev. who i'll say good Lamas and rakic obviously and Kalayev fell off so i went you know I, I i you know did put an okay amount of money on that and then i hedged with a little bit of smith because i didn't realize i talked on the podcast i completely forgot that uh the main event was three rounds i did not completely forgot i didn't know i completely forgot there you go. That it was a year in Zabit originally. So when they signed their contract, Smith and Rackett, they signed for three-round fight. Uh, apparently, Smith wanted more money for a five-round fight. They didn't come to it, so they kept it at three. And uh, so I went heavy on the uh, the chalk parlay. It ended up paying off for me, but goddamn Kutulov, I'm getting fucking COVID, you cocksucker. All right, Emily Whitmire versus Paula Viana. Um, hmm. Both girls attractive. Uh, Polly Viana, I think her second UFC win, she lost three in a row. Whitmire is kind of all over the map. Now I think she has a, she's four and four in the UFC. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's time to move on from maybe Whitmire. I know this is a, a weight class 115 kind of stacked though. Paula Viana though, huge disappointment, had a nice arm bar, but other than that, I mean, there's not much else to say about this fight. Next up, yeah, Zach Cummings versus Alessia DiCicchio. This fight was awesome. I really like this fight. Cummings. It's a guy that I, for whatever reason, I don't pick him, right? Listen, he knocked out my boy Dom Steele. You know, shout out Dom Steele, Vision MMA, Cincinnati, Ohio. So I have had some little bad feelings towards Zach Cummings, right? But he's tough as nails. He really is. I like that he went up to 185. He's not going to win a fucking modeling contest any soon. The guy's ugly as shit. Body, not great. But he's, he's tough as they come. is a guy who never been overly impressed. I picked Chiquio, by the way. Zach Cummings was the slightest of underdogs. Technically, him and Pollyanna Viana both... On my book, where I place bets, were both uh, Zach was a plus one hundred five, Viana was minus one hundred two, but she was a small favorite. Zach was the only on for my book, the only plus that won on this card. It was a very chalky card, thus the chalky parlay. I'm a smart man, but um, the cheap back to Jachikio. You know this guy. You know Italian MMA is not lighting the world on fire. I know Martin Vittori tweeted out he's all upset that they don't ever mention his name. Shut the fuck up, blockhead. Okay, keep your mouth shut. Um, the Chico though, he he did well in the first round. I just felt like I don't know what it was. Like maybe he got tagged by Zach. Zach does have power in his hands. I, I figured Cummings would wrestle more. He even said so much in his corner that he wanted to wrestle. He never really did. Maybe never saw an opportunity. 
the Chico's, you know, uh, 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 looked lean. He looked in good shape. Both guys had really good cardio, but he just couldn't pull the trigger late in the fight. The first round, he landed a lot of lot of strikes. He won the first round. He was hitting Cummings a lot, and I feel like he could have done that for three rounds, and he just kind of stepped off the gas. I don't know if he got caught with something or whatever, and then at the end of the third round, it was a, it was a fairly close fight. I had it 29-28 uh, Cummings because I did give Chico the first round. But Cummings landed that fucking head kick. That third round was fairly close. I leaned Cummings. But then when he landed a head kick at the bell and Chico was almost fucking out, he thought they called the fight. They just called, you know, he thought, they thought they stopped the fight. They actually just, you know, the fight was over. Um, Chico could barely stand. That obviously to me cemented Cummings winning the third. Fairly close round, even though I leaned that way. That was a full 10-9 round Cummings. Entertaining fight. A fight that I actually thought was going to stink. I'm not even said it was going to stink. And uh, it, it showed up pretty good. And, you know, Cummings rarely in a boring fight unless someone gets, you know, when he fought uh, uh, the last Russian dude who just kept taking him down. I mean, that, was, that wasn't that was great. All right, Mallory Martin versus Hannah Cyphers. I missed this fight, actually. I uh, fell asleep. <laughs> so I had a lot to do on Saturday. I had to... You know, wife woke up, fed the baby, or excuse me, wife went to work. I woke up with the baby, Winnie. She's three. I call her the baby. Uh, fed her breakfast, and then what the hell? Something's honking. No, nah, hopefully that's not me. Uh, shut your fucking car off. Who is it? Oh my god! It very well could be me. My daughter could have got a hold of my keys. No, that's not me. There's no way. I should edit this out, but this is so real. Hang on a second. Oh, whose car? Do you hear that? You hear this car? Oh, thank you for shutting up. It's these fucking... Oh, my God. So, I'm not the best neighbor in the world, right? And we live on a cul-de-sac street. There's these people that live across the street from us. Like, hmm. I don't know how many people live there, right? I have seen so many cars in the driveway, parked on the street, in the driveway. I mean, literally, cars just keep coming and going. Either they're just buying cars or they're renting a room or something. And I don't know how many people live in this house. Not a very big house, right? It's like, you know, got to be three bedrooms, four bedrooms, maybe, you know. But, like, what the fuck is going on? And they're outside. The lady's like, looks like she's raking her yard. There's no fucking leaves. It's all, it's August and her car alarm's just going off in the fucking driveway and she's not doing anything about it. They are the worst people. The worst. They park all, they park all their cars in front of our houses, right? They're to, they're across the street, but they're to the left of us. They have plenty of room in front of their house, right? But they park their cars, their million cars in front of my house and being a homeowner and being me and being like, what the fuck are the way? I'm waiting for him. Like literally wife and I, you know, we'll go out sometimes with the baby and we'll, we'll be out for hours. Right. And this happened to me when I was a kid, when I went my parents' house, their neighbors had people over and they didn't have enough street parking. So they parked my parents' driveway and we pulled home. We're like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, Oh, sorry. We didn't know when you're going to be home. We'll move it. If someone did that to me, I'm blocking them in and saying, fuck off. But just letting the car alarm go off. God damn. All right, Mally Martin, Hannah Cyphers. I missed this fight. Had a long day Saturday. Came home, had some lunch, fell asleep, woke up late, missed this fight. Um, Cyphers apparently was doing really well. Mally Martin came back, you know, submitted her. I mean, both women aren't high elite. I mean, Cyphers has lost like four in a row. I think she's lost all four fights this year. Probably going to get cut. Surprised if she won't get cut. I know they need female fighters, so she is an exciting girl. That she provides finishes, whether she's getting finished or she's going for the finish. <coughs> I laughed and coughed, um, but 
you know, it is what it is. I can't really speak on the fact that I didn't see it. All right. Five, oh, Caceres or Springer will get before my fight of the night. Uh, Caceres, listen, Springer was interesting at that number. He beat Giga Kasaki on the uh, contender series. This was supposed to be Giga's fight. He tested positive for COVID. Now he's getting Caceres. Um, I watched tape on Springer because, like I said, I, I saw a very chalky card. I didn't see a lot of underdogs I loved. And um, I, I took a hard look at Springer, and he just he just not he's not that good. His kicks are herky jerky. His punches aren't great. His takedowns aren't world class. He's good on top, but he doesn't really have a super a good way to get you there because his wrestling isn't elite. Um, his submission offense is so so. Obviously, Caceres choked him out, rocked him with a head kick, kept good range. He's long at that weight at one forty five, and yeah, Springer just, just doesn't do it for me. He missed weight by a lot. I know he took this fight on really short notice, but. Um, UFC signing a bunch of people contender series and, and they got to cut a bunch of people, right? I think Springer needs to be one in one out. I think you need to go fight somewhere else, get a couple wins and maybe we'll bring it back. Um, I keep saying we, like I'm part of the fucking UFC, but you know, that's how I talk. Fuck off. All right. So, I mean, that was it. So let me get to the fight of the night. Maki Patolo versus, I need to know how to pronounce this guy's name. I like, that's like my goal. I need to know how to pronounce this fucking guy's name. So it's Maki Patolo versus Impa. Kasangage, I think I fucking nailed it, right? This fight was sick. Um, Kasangage, he's coming for off the contender series like last week, basically, right? And um, he's a big boy. He's a big, ripped up fucking, uh, you know, he's not tall. He's 5'11", but, you know, he's not tall for 185, but he's he's jacked. Mike Batolo, another shorter, smaller guy, even though his fucking legs are gigantic. They went at it, right? I had Batolo as the underdog here. I picked Batolo plus 124. I liked the number next to his name. I thought Empo was going to come out, maybe try to take Batolo down. Batolo's going to use his boxing, um, some good takedown offense, and really rip the body, maybe have better hands. But I was wrong. Impa obviously kept his hands up the whole time. Never dropped his fucking hands. Perfect. Like, he's only been training in MMA for like two years. Former football player, I believe. Coming out of North Carolina. Charlotte, not Wilmington, but North Carolina MMA. There's a lot of fighters coming out of there right now. You got to keep an eye on that. Um, but he literally listened to all, every coach when they said, keep your hands up. He kept his hands up. He countered really well. Mackey was really smooth boxing, and, and Impo was just landing big, big shots. Hurt Mackey a bunch of times. Went for a takedown here or there. Kind of mixed some things up. You know, with all that muscle, he thought he might guess. Didn't guess. Kept pressing forward. Awesome fight. Showed a good chin himself. Good body. You know, he got he got ripped to the body a few times. Got Touched on the chin a few times, never staggered, never not, never did not come forward. He was a stud. Um, again, I, I told you there wasn't a lot of plus money on this card. I picked this on Wednesday. Come Saturday, I was like, do I really want to bet Mackie? He wasn't my underdog lock or anything. I had Robbie Lawler in the chamber. I was looking for other plus money. This is why I am who I am. Okay. This is why. I got the big break. I should have tweeted this out. I should have confirmed it. But again, I was just, you know, I was kind of, I was just a little whatever. Just on Saturday. I just wasn't on my phone all that much. Anyway, I go down there. Impa, who I thought was going to just kind of lay on Mackie a lot, right? Like he did on the contender series, really grind out a win, um, which he kind of did, right? I picked him to win by decision at plus 170. Now that was higher than Mackie. If I would have got Mackie, it would have been plus 124. When I got there, I was like, well, Mackie can finish him, obviously, but I don't know if that's going to happen unless he really lands something clean. I thought Mackie maybe would win a close decision. You know, really good boxing. I don't think Impa's wrestling's high, high level, so I thought Mackie could stop it. Anyway, um, plus 170 by Impa. I was like, listen, that's going to that's possibly hit. So I put some shekels on it. Boom. 
plus 170 turnaround right there on the prop. I need to start adding more props. I think I'm going to do that this pick them this week. Even though this card kind of stinks this weekend on the 5th, um, I think I'm going to look at some props and, and give you some. Maybe I'll have, like, you know, I always give you my underdog lock, my send them home, and my uh, and my mortal lock of the night. I think I'm going to give you my couple prop bets tonight as well. Kind of diversify because I've been I, – I, I bet props like a month ago, and I kind of backed off. Now that I hit, I'm going to bet props pretty much every weekend. The one thing I'm not good at, and I'll, I'll admit this, is I'm not really great at predicting how a fight would finish. Like, obviously, if you have two big fucking heavyweights like Francis Agani, it's easy to be like, oh, Francis is going by knockout. But you're not going to get a good return on your money. Sometimes I don't see the fight that well how it would finish. But I do see the fight well enough as who I think will win. Um, but, yeah, I hit on plus 170 in a great fight. Impa, I'm going to keep an eye on this guy. I love North Carolina and uh, this kid. I mean, he folded his clothes. He took his clothes off and folded him. To, like, he's a sweet guy. Um, his interview was on the contender series was inspiring. It was, it was, it was good hearted. His interview after the Mackey fight on the broadcast was awesome. He's given nothing but respect to Mackey. He like did kind of a weird, super nice guy call out of, of Jared Merskard on Twitter. I just started following him on Twitter. Dude is awesome. I like, you know, I was just telling, I don't really want to do interviews really. I don't know if I want to, I think I want to interview this guy. Cause I think I'm going to fucking just become just melt because this guy is such a sweetheart. He's such a nice dude. Um, and I like that, right? I, I, you know, there's no rhyme or reason why I like guys who talk mass shit, right? Like Sean O'Malley, who's delirious that he lost, right? I kind of like that. But then I like a guy like this. So you can tell it's not like John Jones fake. It's like a really fucking nice dude. And, but there's obviously some kind of savage in there. He's a competitor. He played football. He fucking now fights. He's undefeated. He's only been training for two years. He's in the UFC. I think that's, uh, I think it's an incredible story. He wants to fight September 12th. You know what I mean? I think that's, uh, I think that's awesome. All right, main card time. Ricardo Lomers versus Bill Algio. Great fight. This is another. This probably could have been fighting that as well. This is a very really good fight. I really I prefer the Impa Mackey fight. Uh, Lomas kind of intimated he might retire a little bit. Algio was the guy that lost in the contender series to Brandon Longren, who I'm not a huge fan of. But Algio looked good, right? Long, lanky, air. You know, had some swag to him. Was uh, hitting Lomas a lot. Lomas finally got to fight to the ground later in that third round and and, and won a decision. But uh, Lamas ate a big fucking knee, got rattled a little bit. You know, he's 38 years old. His chin hasn't held up in the past. But I thought Lamas looked okay. You know, Devin and Tim kind of shit on Lamas because he's a little bit older. You know, he's washed. He's this and that. I thought he looked okay. He fought a young gun at 38. I mean, obviously, he's not going to get a title shot anytime soon. But I think Lamas, if he continues, now he didn't estimate that he might want to retire. I think he's a good benchmark. I think he, they can give him the 145ers. I think a Ryan Hall matchup will be sick. I know Ryan Hall... Um, whatever injury he had isn't gonna. It wasn't uh, that big of a deal because he did call out Dan Ige, which I love as well. That'd be a sick fight. But I do think Lamas and uh, Ryan Hall is a really interesting fight if they if they make that happen. All right, Jung Young Kim was that her name? Jing Yoon Kim versus Alexa Grasso. Grasso looked good at this weight, man. You know she looked good. She cracked Kim a lot. Uh, Kim does have some decent boxing, but Grasso, you know, had a little trouble making 115. Goes up to 125. Cutie Patootie, and uh, she can fight. She's good. She was a big favorite here. She outclassed Kim, boxed her up. Um, it was competitive in the beginning, but uh, Grasso kind of ran away with it. And, uh, you know, Grasso at 125, listen, that's that's just another land with slaughter for Shevchenko, but I like her at 125. I want to see how she does with, like, a Caitlin Chikagian, who is kind of long and bigger at 125, or maybe a Joanne Calderwood, who is a good size, or who's the, who's the bra that just beat Calderwood? You know, someone just beat Calderwood that's a good size as well. But, uh, yeah, 125 is a really good weight. I don't like seeing people kill themselves to to make a weight, and, and she was ma- having a hard time making 115. And, uh, yeah, go up to 125. I mean, listen, that's, that's what Andre just did. 
125 is where it's at. Like, if I was a light heavyweight killing myself to make 205, I'm going up to fucking heavyweight. Stipe's retiring soon. They ain't got no fucking heavyweights up there. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some, like, Curtis Blades and Francis and everything like that, but you got a good shot of making a fucking title shot at heavyweight if you're a 205 or struggling to make it. You know what I mean? That's, you know... And if you're a heavyweight outside the UFC and you're like 6-0 and and you're like 230-ish, you're like, maybe I could cut to 205. Don't do it. Fucking gain weight. Put on some more muscle. You'll get signed quicker as a heavyweight than you to 205. Uh, um, I mean, they do need 205ers too, so maybe not. So maybe don't take my advice. Maybe I was wrong. See, that's a, that's just me being open-minded. I just changed my own mind. All right, next up, co-main event, Robbie Lawler versus Neil Magny. This was hard to watch. This was my underdog lock of the night. Obviously, I got it wrong. Um... You know, Magny's really good. He's well-rounded. He's a jack-of-all-trades. He's a guy that's going to, you know, get in there, and he's going to wrestle you if you want to wrestle him. He's going to stand up. You want to stand up. You know, he's been touched before. He's been knocked out before. I thought Robbie was going to catch him. I thought Robbie was going to come in with a little bit better take down the fence, was going to work a little more to get himself off the cage. I figured Neil was going to wear on him in the clinch. Neil's cardio's insane. And uh, he just wore down Robbie, you know, in the entire fight. And, and Robbie couldn't get anything going. His corner was pleading with him to get something going. Could have been the year and a half off. Could have been many things. That's three in a row for him. Maybe four in a row for him. I think it's three in a row for him. You know, no, it's four. I don't know. Um, either way, uh, I don't think Robbie needs to hang him up yet. I think, you know, give him a striker. I mean, listen, he fought Tyron Woodley, who knocked him out, who was, who was a grappler. But, you know, he knocked him out. He didn't wrestle him. Then he fought RDA, who did wrestle uh, Robbie a little bit. They went back and forth, but it was mainly stand-up. Then he fought Colby, who boxed Robbie up and then took him down. Then he fought fucking Neil, who I wouldn't say Neil's a wrestler, but he's definitely a grappler base. I would say Neil's going to take you down more often than not. Um, and, yeah, so Neil, Chalky, minus 261. I took a shot, missed it. Uh, one of the few bets I missed, and I actually had a pretty good night betting. I, I hit the Impa, I hit the Chalky Parlay, and Kaliyev got canceled. I and Kaliyev as a minus 105, uh, feeding, uh, finishing Kutalaba by uh, TKO or KO. That was going to bet, that was going to hit, and um, yeah, that was the only bets I, I made. I, I didn't love the card on betting-wise, but Robbie was my big swing and a miss on the underdog. I mean, when you give me the all at plus 215, 2 whatever, I think I got him at 205, and Neil being that high, and I don't know what it is. Neil Magny's probably one of the nicest guys there is. Hard worker, you know, entertaining fighter. He's not a boring fighter, I would say, but I just don't like him. Why? You know what I mean? Like, he seems like a sweetheart. Like, I was just praising Impa being, like, the sweetest guy. Like, seems like the nicest dude. And, and, and Neil Magny, I bet you there's not many people that have a lot of bad things to say about Neil Magny, but I just don't like him. He's close to breaking GSP's record. That's how fucking crazy it is. Uh, I would like to see Neil Magny fight Kazmat. I think that'd be a really good fight to see how good Kazmat really is. Uh, let's get that motherfucker back over to America and give him Neil Magny. All right, main event, Anthony Smith versus Alex Jr. record. This is uh, this is a tough one because of what, it should have been better on paper. Rekic came out, chopped Smith down on the legs uh, in the first round. Heavy, heavy leg kick. Smith leg was compromised. Um, Racket got on top. He's not known for it being a grappler, but I guess he wanted to show his grappling skills. Basically, he did that for three rounds, right? He would chop Smith down. Smith would come forward, land a couple shots. Smith would go for a takedown in the second round. And then in the third round, he did this. He went for a takedown, got just shrugged off, got thrown to the mat, and then he couldn't get off his back. You know, uh, kind of the story of Smith, right? He always talks about, oh, don't call me a striker. Don't call me a stand-up fighter. I'm a jiu-jitsu fighter. Really? Well, fucking submit some money, dude. Get back to your feet, man. Like, you know, Anthony Smith is really good in the promos. He's really good pre-fight. You want to root for him. And then the past couple times, I, you know, it's it's the title shot fall off, right? I don't know. This is a guy who's 8-8 eight eight one point in his MMA career, right, and was considering hanging him up. 
kept going, kept going, got knocked out in strike force, went from strike force to UFC, got knocked out at 85, went up to 205, and got a fucking title shot. Obviously, he came up short. He went with the best in the world, lost a five-round decision. I think that might have been good enough for him because he hasn't really looked all that great since. He had a good win against Gustafson, who's fucking washed, right? We've all seen it, but... You know, I don't know what is if his mental. He's talking about maybe going to 85, talking about going up to heavyweight. I, you know, is a change of weight class necessary? I just don't love him at 85. I think there's more killers at 85 than 205 right now. Um, Rekic, I think, is a solid dude. I, I, I was a little critical of his performance. I thought he looked pretty good. Obviously, he's not going to win a ton of fans. He's going to win the fight. Um, he won at that number. He's coming off a loss, kind of a safe win there. Um, but I would like to see him have, have been a little more bit of a savage on his feet. You know, he had Smith's leg hurt. Smith did land a good shot when they were uh, standing up in the second round. Smith was coming forward. So maybe he just didn't want to risk it. But either way, um, if you're in Alexander Rekic, he seemed really happy about the performance. I don't know if I would be. Obviously, it's the biggest one in your career. Just beat the fifth-ranked guy. Uh, now you're going to be probably top five, hopefully. A lot of people are saying Yuri Pacheca, my guy, Yuri Pacheca. Yes, he's my guy now. I, I admitted it. He's my fucking guy. I, I've watched, I watch his tape all the time. I do. I watch all his old fights out of the UFC, and I like this dude. I fucking like him. I'm making an official. He's my guy. God, why do you do this stuff? He's one fight in the UFC, and I'm already making him my guy. Fuck. Now, I, you know, I don't like that. I don't like that, but, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. You know what I mean? What can I say? But a lot of people want the rackets in the um, in the uh, jury fight. Sure. I, I don't know if... Uh, if he actually deserves that or not, uh, Yuri, Yuri, that's a pretty high-ranked guy. I, I would like to see Yuri fight maybe one more guy in the top 10 before you get top five. You know, Yuri, I think it's six or seven right now. Uh, he's only had one fight in the UFC. Even though he did knock out Vulcan, I would like to see him maybe maybe fight uh, Ankalaya, uh Kutulaba winner. I mean, there's a lot of options for him, but... Yeah, if I was wrecking, I wouldn't be super excited about the win, but listen, or performance. I'd be excited about the win, but not the performance. It's a good win. It's a good win on your record of Anthony Smith. The guy who's got a name, you know, he's fucking, he gets, you know, his house broken into by a 145-pound guy. He can barely stop. I mean, that's kind of embarrassing. But, you know, it is what it is. All right, so that was the uh, 29th. Your boy did okay. Let me take a drink here. Just spilled it on myself. What are you going to do? I did pretty good. We're up. We're up, uh, we're up a little money, okay? Kind of sucks. I feel like I got a little bit more momentum right now. And this weekend card is, is in my favor. But the Contender Series tomorrow night has got some fucking studs on it, right? Got some guys that I'm very interested in. So, five-fight main card. First fight, Tucker Lutz. This motherfucker's fighting out of Maryland. This motherfucker, 155-pounder. He's got one loss. His UFC, excuse me, his MMA debut, he lost by knockout. Other than that, he is fucking knocking everybody out, TKO him, choking him out. He's fighting He's fighting out of Maryland, so a lot of these fights, Shogun fights, a lot of his fights in the Shogun fight series. Um, decent competition, not like overwhelmingly good competition. He's fighting Chase Gibbons. This guy comes out of L.A. Don't know much about Chase Gibbons, actually. Um... His record's okay, right? He's fought some. He's fought some good guys. His last two wins, though, Clinton Barnes and uh, Daniel Cabrera Jimenez, they're both uh, haven't won a fight, so that's kind of weird. But the guys that he has fought, the Horacio Guerreras, the Rafael Garcia, is the guy who does have good wins on him. He's lost those fights, so uh, that's not great. I'm a lean Tucker Lutz on that one. William Knight, this guy fought in the Contender Series, jacked, jacked to the fucking gills. I believe fought in the Contender Series last year. He won by ground and pound. Dana said, I want to give this guy a little more time. He goes out. 
and he and he loses in the CFCC by knockout by Taflon Njukwa. Um, I do not know much about this guy. This guy is fighting on the contender series though the week after. Um, so I'll be interested in seeing that. But William Knight a, is a big boy, big thick guy. He's fighting Cody Brundage, and I don't know much about Cody except that he's married to Amanda Cooper, Amanda Baba Cooper, who was a former UFC fighter as well. I don't know if she signed to UFC as well. This guy's got a lot of wins, but his last two wins are by the same guy. Um, one and one, oh and one, two and oh, 13 and 15, 13 and 16. So, yeah, I, I see William Knight probably picking that guy apart. Um, I gotta see some tape on him before I make my decision, but probably not great when you're fighting. We're fighting a bunch of scrubs. Then you got Joe Jose Johnson versus Ronnie Lawrence. Ronnie Lawrence coming out of Nashville, Tennessee, 135 pounder. I thought this was Justin Lawrence's brother for a second. It's not. He lost to Steve Garcia and Bellator. Other than that, he's fought some studs, right? He's got some wins over guys with some decent records. He's fighting Jose Johnson. This guy, another guy I do not know much about. Coming out of uh, Texas, Corpus Cove, Texas. Um, not coached by Saif Saud. Um, he's got an impressive record. You know, he's, he's got a lot of Muay Thai fights. He's got some ugly losses early in his career by armbar. Casey Jones, who I believe is a... Nope, never mind. There's a Casey Jones that lives in Indiana. I thought maybe that's who he fought, but no, that was a Texas boy. Um, yeah, so he's got some ugly losses, a lot of lot of uh, submission losses early in his career. He went on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fight win streak. Then he got rear naked choked by Terrence King, and then he went on a two fight win streak, and then a three fight loss, and now he's on a currently one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And they lost again. A lot of submissions on this guy's record. God, he's got a lot of. Oh, that was I was looking at his fucking amateur record. God damn. So he got a lot of fights, pro fights and and uh, and um, amateur fights. So he's on a currently on a one, two, three, four, five fight win streak, all by stops. Okay, competition. This kid, you know, keep a lookout for Jose Johnson. He's eleven five, but listen, he looks like he's got a lot of power. Co-main event, I guess, Jimmy Flick, who was a one twenty fiver. Um, I believe he's coming out. I think he fought Sean O'Malley, right? Oklahoma. See, Sean O'Malley. Did he fight Sean O'Malley? No, no, he didn't fight Sean O'Malley. I thought he might have fought Sean O'Malley. Never mind. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of submissions. This guy's a ground guy. He looks like a big fucking dork. He's fighting Nate Smith. They got into it a little bit at the weigh-ins. Nate Smith coming out of Colorado. Good wrestler. Um, good on the ground as well. Decent striking, but he's primarily a wrestler. That's going to be a banger because they're both. And then the main event. Meles, oh god, this is a fucking name. Melesic Bangdersaran fucking nailed it. He's out of the Glendale kickboxing. He's with fucking Edmund Tavarian. He's got a lot of wins by knockout, but a bunch of scrubs, right? He fought Art Hernandez, who's four and three. He fought Jay White, zero and zero. He fought Marcelo Diaz, who's three and five. He fought Jason Gavon, who's zero and oh. Got a couple kickboxing. His only loss was his debut of against guys two and four back in 2014. He's fighting my guy, a guy I've been looking forward to the, for a while, Dennis Bazooka, the Zook, the great. He comes out of Ray Longo MMA. This kid is a fucking stud. Won by spinning back fist uh, late last year, which was awesome. Again, he hasn't fought a steep, steep competition, right? Um, he's fought a decent guys, but nothing, you know, nothing off the page. So that main event's just who's the better talent guy. They're both primarily strikers. I know Bazook's a little more rounded. A lot of those Glendale guys gas a lot, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bet my money on Bazooka, but I'm super pumped for that card tomorrow night, man. All right, that's it. I gotta go eat, guys. I gotta eat dinner, okay? Weiss making dinner. I gotta go. That's the podcast. I'll talk to you this week. We got pickums coming up later this week. Maybe I'll put out another video if you guys enjoyed it. Hit that subscribe button. MMA takes podcast on all social media and YouTube. Let's fucking go.